Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. It is uh, the D.L. Hughley Show. Your indictment uh, update. In case you missed the show yesterday, what it happened was... So a girl finds out, well, she's a woman now, finds out that the father she's been calling dad the whole life is not hers. The mother wants her to keep the secret, keep the lie going, the relay lie, baton, pass the baton off. <laughs> um, and she, she, the shit she, that's the question we're posing to you. We're going to the phones. I think that you should know it because I'm in the same thing. I was snatched from a woman's prison and I still don't know my father. So I would like to know. I would, I, I would like to know. It makes sense. Tell the truth and let all come out on the table. All these closet secrets, that's a no-no. It should come out. I was in the same scenario once, and I knew my, well, I knew that it wasn't my child, but I claimed the child, and then the, the biological sperm donor came forth, and, and it was brought to his attention, but he wasn't worth a nickel. But I think it should come out. So when last we met, <laughs> Lena was rolling her eyes at me because I said I would dump the spawn of the liar. Yeah. We know that's not true. Yeah. Liar spawn. Mr. Salt. Is that what you're going to call him from now on? Liar spawn. That's a new no, name. No, I wouldn't call him that. I, 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 you know, I, I did tell you I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't kick them out, but I, all financial obligations, mandatory financial obligations, would have to would have to cease. Yeah, I could see mandatory. I'm not mad at that, but I just I find it just weird that you could just completely stop loving someone that next day no, I, or I, the same. I day would have to train myself to do it. Stop yeah, loving, you gotta, you especially gotta, someone that you raised from a you baby. Got to do a cold turkey. You got to do a cold turkey. Yeah, it's not gonna be easy, but once in a while, you're gonna get less and less familiar. I know that. Operation Newport. Rip Rip the Band-Aid off. You gotta get 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 a fresh new start, including with a change of address card. You gotta do that. I mean, you, I could see why you want to do that if if, if you someone had kept a lie going for that long and then they finally but, told but you. But you and Skip, you know how it is. I mean, y'all know. No, I don't. I mean, you didn't know your fam- parents weren't your parents, so you were, like, well along, so, you know. Yeah, but nobody asked me to keep the secret. But they didn't trust you. You were a stranger. <laughs> <laughs> That's so why, why, would you tell, why would you tell a stranger anything? Are you crazy? Uh, Different circumstances. Happy birthday to E-40. Happy birthday to B.O.B. Happy birthday to Carl Anthony Towns. Happy birthday to Jimmy Chu. Happy birthday to Alexander O'Neill. Stop. Don't do it. Stop Just keep it. going. <laughs> I, I want to see him bite an apple from the front so bad. <laughs> fake. <laughs> it's nothing but he'll fake. <laughs> Happy birthday to Winston Duke, Mbaka, and Black Panther. Happy birthday to Karen Clark Sheard. Happy birthday to Greg Anthony. Happy birthday to Rachel True from Half Bake and the Craft. Possibly, happy birthday to one and only ODB. Happy birthday to Whitman Mayo. Happy birthday to Randy Savage. Happy birthday to Jeff Joseph Wapner. Happy birthday to Gloria Foster. Uh, happy birthday to Ed Asner. And happy birthday to Yafet Koto. It is the D.L. Hughley Show. Jasmine's going to tell us what's trending. I'm going to have a little note from the GED section. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. Jazz man, what man? Tell these good people what is trending. Well, this crazy story. I don't know if you saw this. I know yesterday, uh, 
Skip said something about Tasha K. I don't know if you saw this former assistant of Will Smith's who sat down with Tasha oh, K alleging that he yeah, walked in. And, yeah. So, of course, you know, social media is all of us. And why are y'all trying to tear Will Smith down? My thing is, if he if he yeah, was friends with Will Smith for 40 years, why is he talking like this? What you know why I know he didn't do it? Because Jada would have told about it on her book tour. <laughs> <laughs> if she had known if about that, it. Was, you know, she would have knew. <laughs> if that was true... In between, uh, Tupac got a little PC, asked me to marry and Dwayne knocked off Will. <laughs> that would have came all out during the entanglement. Hell no. Well, you know, I owe him one because, you know. Yeah. Hey, yeah. yeah, that's right. Well, tell him about your boyfriend. No, I can't. Well, possibly. Possibly. But I, I tell know. you what, um, it, it, I, I heard it this morning, and I, you know, first of all, I forgot what website it was on, so I didn't give it much credence. But Yeah, it was Tasha K. She, you know. Which one yeah, got sued? She, she did. That's Tasha that's K. That's the one that Cardi B sued her in the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Still hadn't paid well, yet. If I, if I was you, I would. <laughs> you think. You, <laughs> let me think, you think. Well, this time I think she was. Well, I didn't see the entire thing, so I'm not going to step out on a limb for her, but she just let him do all of the talking. And she was like, ooh, you know, making kind of gestures about yeah, what he was saying. I heard it this morning. It made me sick. Yeah, it was sick the way that he described it. I can tell you that. Um, Speaking of being and me sick. Me and Dwayne, uh, we smoke cigars, but. I, I smoke small ones. Weird to throw yeah, under yeah. there. That was a good spot for that yeah, yeah, yeah. I've met him several yeah, times. I, ne- place. I never take one of his, though. It was very <laughs> oddly placed. Very place oddly placed. I never go, hey, you want one, one of my cigars? Nah, yeah. just, I got my... <laughs> Decide. Anyway, um, speaking of being sick, there are uh, vegans and vegetarians who are suggesting that Apple remove the meat emojis from the keyboard. Oh, get out. Just don't use it if you don't want it. If, uh, Just don't use it if you don't if like one, it. If only we had a dumbass vegan. Oh, Jeff! Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I am mean, not a vegan. I'm just what are you? Saying, I am plant based for this very reason. Oh. So you're plant based. Yes. All that ve- See, vegan, you gotta that's it's it's political. You got that means I gotta look down on you for what you eat and I don't you care. You look down on me all the time anyway, so no, I, I have have many other reasons yeah. to look down on <laughs> But not for what you eat. So so plant based. Plant based, yes. So you guys are like the colored people of, of <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> We're the sedition from the north. <laughs> 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 All right, coming up, we have a little note from the GED Sex. It is the D.L. Hughley Show. Looking for engaging discussions and thought-provoking content? Look no further. Listen to the D.L. Hughley Show podcast on UrbanOnePodcast.com and wherever podcasts are found. Um, so I've been telling jokes the way I've been telling jokes uh, for, for decades, ever since I started. I've always been interested in cultural things. I've always been interested in politics to the extent that everybody thought, you know, at the time I was doing it, that I should stop because nobody was really interested in what was going on culturally. And nobody was interested in, in what's going on poli- in terms of politics. But it had always been my thing. You saw me on CNN. You would see me on Bill Maher's show. It was, it's, it's always something I've been interested in. So I've always kind of been interested in, in powerful people and how that affects culture and how we react as a culture and communal and all that kind of stuff. An interesting thing. So there, there's a thing called the Bradley effect, right? And the Bradley effect is based on Tom Bradley, who was an incredible incredibly uh, popular mayor uh, from black mayor from Los Angeles. He's so popular. He has an international terminal after him in Los Angeles, the LAX, the Tom Bradley Airport uh, terminal. Right. It's the international terminal. He was held in high regard. He was running for governor. Uh, he was a very popular uh, 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 mayor of the nation's largest city for multiple years. Um, the polls led you to believe that he would win by a landslide. The next day when everybody awoke, he did not win. 
because the polls were wrong. Uh, flash to uh, uh, George Bush, George W. running for re-election against John Kerry and John Edwards. Uh, there was a war that he, that uh, the Bush administration started, uh, the Iraq War. It was very unpopular because it was started under false pretexts. Remember, we had people that were getting blown up all the time, IEDs, and there were these massive casualties, and people were upset. As a matter of fact, a vote for that war would cost Cl- Hillary Clinton the nomination, and they ceded it to Barack Obama. That's how fast it changes. The 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 uh, in the February before the election was had, the election between um, um, uh, Bush and Kerry, February of, of that year before the election, uh, eight eight months before the uh, nine months before the election, they had Edwards and Kerry beating uh, George Bush, George W. Bush by twelve points. As a matter of fact, the day of the election, the day of the election, they had Kerry, all the polls, based on all the polls, they had Kerry winning the day of the election. As a matter of fact, when Barack Obama was running for president against uh, 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 Mitt Romney, uh, Romney consistently kept a a lead uh, between three to five points up until mid-October. So October, right before the election happened, is when Barack Obama turned the tide. As a matter of fact, when Hillary Clinton was running against Donald Trump, she was leading by three to five points. Uh, As a matter of fact, uh, Trump had prepared his concession speech. He thought he was going to lose. He ended up not losing. Um, at this last to this last election, uh, when uh, when uh, Donald Trump was running against uh, Joe Biden, uh, they uh, had him ahead in Arizona and Georgia and a small uh, piece of Nebraska, a small little uh, district in Nebraska. He lost all of them. Last night, there was an election that told you how people feel. There was an election in Ohio that, that, that uh, basically uh, it, it codified a woman's right to choose. And it also made marijuana legal. And in ten, there were elections in New York and, and there were elections in New Jersey and there were elections in Virginia. As a matter of fact, Virginia, who has a very popular Republican mayor, he thought he would be able to get, a, 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 I think, a, a 12-week abortion ba- ban passed if he turned the Senate and Congress and he turned the tide. He lost. He lost. They expanded the Congress and got more seats in the Senate at a very popular mayor. He thought MAGA would win for him. Look at what happened in Kentucky. Bashir, a one term Democratic president, was running against Daniel Cameron. Daniel Cameron, who was the attorney general of Kentucky, who uh, used uh, Brown and Taylor as his entree, him refusing to prosecute those those uh, police officers who killed Brown and Taylor. He used that as his entree into higher level. And as a matter of fact, if you were listening to the show, you told me I told you that this guy was using this because every attorney general wants to be something else he uh thought uh, that and trump thought that this would be the guy because some kind of way they believe they have this newfound prowess with black voters with black men and that would be you know and any 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 would do you can tell by the way that they pick tim scott or or, or herschel walker or even now this guy what happened the, uh, Bashir won re-election by five points, which in a in a solidly red state, a solidly red state is a landslide. It is because polls don't vote. People do. And there's a amount of dissatisfaction all of the time, all of the time. More people believe a woman should have the right to control her body. More people believe that it should be harder, easier to get a joint than a gun. Most people should believe that we should have the right to vote and do what we want to. Most people are voting for freedom, whether they agree with the way you exercise decide that freedom or not. That's a little note from the GED section. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. McDonald's is not new to chicken. 
So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. She's jazz. She's smart. It's the Jazzy Report on the D.L. Hughley Show. A judge ruled that rap lyrics can be used as evidence against rapper Young Thug when his when he goes to trial later this month on That's gang crazy. and racketeering charges. The judge said he would allow pr- prosecutors to use the lyrics as long as they can show they are related to crimes that the rapper has been accused of committing. The ruling comes several months after lawmakers reintroduced the Rap Act, which intends to protect artists' First Amendment rights. Well, they better start getting all these acts uh, like uh, the dude who said he shot the sheriff. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's Bob um, Marley. He's too late. Yeah, too yeah late for well, he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Marley kids. Yeah, um, I him. think that the 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 it's art it's artistic if it's if you sit, write about something that didn't happen. It's a confession if you write <laughs> if you write about something it did. Well, if yeah, true. So eating just one portion of leafy vegetables may help lower the risk of dementia and de-ages your brain. Scans show seniors who ate at least six portions of greens had lower levels of plaques linked to Alzheimer's and had brains four years younger than their peers. So eat your greens. Look at Jeff looking at me like that. <laughs> yeah, man. Leafy greens. I mean, if thank you, you for that, Jazzy. Your brain. It's not a bad um, idea. This was an interesting story. Um... Uh, there was a video of a man explaining why his 15-year-old son is not allowed to date because of family priorities. He basically insinuated he'll be allowed to date when he's nearly 19. Who is this, A.C. Green's father? I don't know. First of all. What? How you gonna keep a dude from dating? You, it's no it's no to keep anybody from dating. Period. You might not call it that, but mm-hmm. let me trust me. Right. Um, well, do, you, do you think, is there, um, so Jasmine, you, hmm? you, do you think that... Um, uh, how old do you think your kids should be before they're allowed to date? That's the question we're going to post to you. 877-242-2426. Also, to step on Twitter at D.L. Hughley Radio or on Facebook, The D.L. Hughley Show, or the website, thedlhughleyshow.com. I damn sure don't think there should be no rules. I, I don't think there should be no rules. Like, you shouldn't be able to just leave it up to them. Mm-mm. But I don't... I, 19? Come on now. Um, we're going to get to your calls in a bit. It's The D.L. Hughley Show. Uh, a man is uh, saying that his son is not going to be allowed to... He's 15 years old. He's not allowed to date. Got to get his priorities together. He insinuated he wouldn't date till 19. You think that shit is there? An age you would allow your children to date. We're going to go to our social media platform, especially uh, DJ Lucci. What are they saying? Yes, Carter from Brooklyn said, I think you guys just have to have a, a talk. I, I think around like high schools when they're going to do it anyway. So right. at least just have a talk with them about it. They couldn't. My children couldn't date till they were 16. My son could date at 11, but my... Um, <laughs> Where was he going at 11? <laughs> I'm just kidding. My kids couldn't date till they were 16. Mm. That's fair. Yeah. I don't think that's bad, right? What do you think? I don't think that's bad. 16. Yeah. I mean, I think they're going to sneak and do whatever they yeah, want to anyway. So that's Listen, why I think Bristol it's We already know that To part. have, you know, open conversations with them, you know, be transparent. Our ra- understand let me tell you things. I, 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 I understand children are children, but I would rather have open conversation than you know what. So mm-hmm. they leave them alone. 
Yeah, they didn't date till they were 15, 16. At least they didn't tell you and about really, it, right? And did, well, and they really trip. But then they could go out. They could, you know, have. I wouldn't, you know. But I think uh, it worked out pretty good. Well, I mean, most of the time you're not going to date until you're old enough to drive anyway, right? Otherwise, you're just going on, like, I guess, group dates. You and your friends go to the mall. Well, they don't do that anymore. And the guys would be at the mall. That's kind of like a date. Yeah. Thank you for telling me how they snuck around. <laughs> you snuck I around, you know. It's not so like what? you came so into what? the world at 30. You and know, then, and by the way, uh, and sneak uh, around. Quote, quoting the show yesterday. If I found out the child that wasn't mine wanted to date, I would not care. That's what I mean. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> Go for it, kid. Good luck. <laughs> you think I can date? I, do what you want, as long as you do it out of my presence. <laughs> and out of my name. <laughs> Listen. <That's so laughs> terrible. All right. We're going to be getting Arf. to your uh, A man is saying that his son, 15-year-old son, can't date. he got to get his priorities together. Insinuate he won't date to 19. What is uh? What do you think? Uh, because that's a touchy kind of subject, right? Um how old do you think your child should be before they're allowed to date? 877-242-2426. Um, we're going to get to your calls in a bit. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. It is uh, the D.L. Hughley Show. So the question we're asking, a young man, a man is saying his 15-year-old son can't date until he is, uh, till he, he's... 19? 19. Um, wow. How old do you think it's too... Well, first off, he's going to be in college. He's going to be he gonna be a wild boy. Um, so how old do you think your child should be when they're allowed to date? Um, what do you think, Lena? What do you think? Um, I think I actually agree, like 16, 13, 16. How were you when you were allowed today? I don't think I'm still allowed today. Yeah. <laughs> that explains the tension, right? <laughs> that explains the balled up fist and anger. <laughs> Broken pencils. <laughs> How were you when you were allowed today? Me? Jasmine, yeah. Oh, I don't know. My parents didn't talk to me about stuff like that. Right, right. No. Hey. <laughs> don't be silly. Jasmine, you, you can like date they now. cared. <laughs> me, me, me and my child were lucky and glad to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> and to sneak out to find somebody who loved me. Don't be ridiculous. Jasmine found out she was allowed to date in Lamar's class. <laughs> <laughs> I should have been so lucky. <laughs> there was no Lamar's class around. <laughs> <laughs> the day when her water broke. <laughs> what do you think is a reasonable... No, I think sixteen. I think sixteen, 16 is yeah, reasonable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, I think you can so. go on a chaperone date at fourteen. I mean, fifteen. But at sixteen, I think you could you yeah. could actually go on a date. What do you think, Skip? Uh, I think it's a window, depending on the child. I would say because uh, you said high school between fourteen and sixteen. And you know, fourteen, 14 and sixteen, fourteen might be a he double. He is forty percent white, isn't he? Well, that's what I'm saying. No, it might be a double. White. It might be a double yeah, date, yeah, like a chaperone say, date. Hey, let's be real. You could put the dolls down once they go off to high school. There's a whole lot of stuff going on you don't know about. So I want them to feel open enough. And and every kid matures differently. But if you might go on double dates, what do we call a date? I mean, going to the movies and whatever, you know, whatever. So, but, but now they don't need a car. They can go get an Uber and I go know. to the same place. <laughs> So it's not yeah. like I, but I think you have to be a certain age to get an Uber. Well, if you place. live in the city, you got public know, transportation. Uh, you got, yeah, know, for sure. Elementary school kids take Ubers. Yeah, they I do. do. Their I parents send them to take an Uber. Look squirrels them. find a way to make other squirrels. Man, t- man you are so deep. They gonna find one. <laughs> it's, it's the squirrel truck wittery over here. Also, they literally <laughs> teach 13. us sex ed at twelve. How about that? They literally 13, show that's high school. us yeah. how to get condoms, everything at twelve years old. That that's when when they start man, sex ed. Yeah, it's me. That's too to late the way these kids are. You need to yeah, do early. right. No, it is. Jeez. But they literally your sex education starts at twelve. It well, starts in fifth grade, but it like in I had sex for the first time at eleven, so my sex education started yeah early so well, yeah you I don't was, count your babysitter though huh 
Say what? <laughs> you don't count your babysitter. Nah, that don't, don't, don't put that. <laughs> this uncomfortable laugh. <laughs> just saying you can't count your babysitter. It's not uncomfortable for me. <laughs> Girl, you played too much. She was a good woman. I'm just saying. I'm not uncomfortable. I love that she had a daycare sitter. It was so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> All right, coming up. We <laughs> McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Uh, how old do you think your child should be when they start dating? Um, Skip, what do you, uh, Junius, what do you think? How was your daughter when she started dating? Uh, we let Taylor start dating when she was 16. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 16. that's a, she was, she was always was a the, good girl. And you what know, what was the curfew? Oh, uh, 11 o'clock. Damn, we can't get nothing in. Man. <laughs> her up. You got the, you got the, that was you got the, the panty the roll point. in the parking lot, baby. We ain't got time to go nowhere. <laughs> yeah, my first time was in the middle of the day when I was supposed to be at the library. Really? The kid, you you, you going to find time. You got some? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was horrible. Yeah. But I've never had that. I don't know. <laughs> but the first time I ever did it was this girl named, I ain't going to tell you her name. She was not very attractive by... By human standards, man. By human standards. <laughs> but let me tell you, when it's your first time for, for like 30 seconds, I loved her so much. <laughs> her and her little ponytail. You ever had the, <laughs> the ponytail holder was bigger than the ponytail? Oh, man. Was this your first experience with post-ejaculation clarity? Yeah, yeah, man. I was so in love with her. And I can't... I, can't, I could never... See, for 30 seconds, I'm like, I can't ever do without her again. <laughs> and then she had to leave. And then you were clear. <laughs> oh, she was at your house? Yes. Oh. Don't, uh, don't look down on me because yeah, I did it in I my didn't house. I down yeah. on you. I was just like, oh. How did like, you find okay. the time? Mm-hmm. How dare you? I don't know. I was not being judgmental. I was just... <laughs> How to find a time? Yeah. My mother took. Well, he her- wasn't in school. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about there. And his mother was <laughs> occupied. So how was she going? Yeah. <laughs> All right, but you know, you you got to be able to talk slick to talk somebody and giving you some at your mama house. Yeah, when you're in the seventh, eighth grade, and they don't, you don't know when they're coming home. Mm. Come How'd on you now, sell it. Come on now, it's been done. Well, tell us that I did it. Yeah. I just did it. I told her I would let her out of her cage if she did it. <laughs> yeah. I'm done with this. <laughs> All right, we're getting to your calls in a minute. It's the D.L.U.B. show. Sam on your knuckles. <laughs> the question we're asking, ladies and gentlemen, how old should your children be when they start dating? Going through the phones. In my personal opinion, I know this might sound a little kind of out there, but I really don't believe that young adults should start dating until they're probably like seriously dating until they're about 30 years old. And the reason I say 30 is because 
studies have shown that the brain is not even fully developed until you're 25. And I think you make your best decisions around the age of 30. Um, you kind of have an idea of what life is about. And when you're that age, you're less likely to put your unborn child into financial situations like teen pregnancies start happening because kids start dating at 15, 16, and then the inevitable happens, which, you know, what they do to make babies. So if, if you get the, if the family instills in them to start dating at around 30 seriously, it'll, it'll help generational curses be broken, such as teen pregnancy, and it'll set the, the family off in a better financial situation. 30 is a great time to take relationships seriously. You know, it all depends on what the kid is doing school-wise. Is he getting his work? Is he doing things around the house, you know? Is he uh, trying to be a man, you know, growing up in that direction? But, you know, nobody wants to be a dummy. So, you know, you you, you, you got to be on the right path. And, um... And I feel then, if you're getting your life ready for life, then you can date. I don't think they should date at 15 because I think they need to get their priorities in order. And you can help them by expressing the important things to them, why they should wait, you know, and just don't be hard on them, but explain to them why they should wait and, you know, and let them get their priorities in straight, you know, in order first. And let them know the importance of life and what they can enjoy without going out of here, dating at an early age, having babies and stuff like that. But you know what's interesting? I think that the the children, you could tell who had the open relationship because, you know, everybody else had to be home at a certain age and they had to ask permission. But there's always these the kids with the cool parents. You know, the kids were really oh, cool. Everybody wants to over the house. And... It was a girl named, I didn't even say her name, but she was pregnant when we was in the seventh grade. Wow. She got pregnant when we was in the seventh grade. Mm. So I think that the the more open that they, the, I've noticed that the girls who had the open relationship with their parents didn't get pregnant. So. Well, you know, that, that is completely reversed now. Because now parents, obviously, being of different generations right. and different mindsets, far more open, but they say that Gen Z specifically is having far like 40% less sex. So I guess just being more open and honest is, you know, now they think differently. It's not like a priority for them at all. Whereas, you know, they don't want to drive or do it. I can't. (laughs) (laughs) That's the whole reason you want to be a teenager. The whole thing. So you can drive and do it. I knew when I I was growing up, all the girls that came from super strict parents, all their parents, he was in the church and the parents, as soon as they got out from, uh, I mean, they couldn't make it their first semester in college. They was not up, pregnant, wild, and yeah. like, dude, yeah. you gotta yeah. let them experience a little life, man, and figure it yeah. out. I mean, yeah. not too much, but I yeah. said a little life, a little, yeah, a little life. He put some guardrails, all right, on some training wheels. We uh, we're going to we're going to uh, more your calls in a bit. It's the D.L. Hughley show. So the question we're asking: When do you think your children should be allowed today? We're going to the phones. I believe that the father is well within his right to say what age his son should start dating by because, you know, young men at that age need time to come into their own, prioritize, um, just be able to better self-regulate, maybe even emotional intelligence, develop all these things, and encouraging them to date when they're too young and get their feelings and emotions invested in one particular girl or start future faking with her. It will just only make them unstable in the future, you know, and not be able to better cope um, and give their 
of time to become more logical, more rational, and understand that they can move forward and still have good interpersonal relationships with these women as opposed to it being too wrapped up too early, too soon, and it ending not so well for everyone involved. So I agree with the father. I think you should wait till at least about 15. That way, coming up to age, they can be kind of educated because if you go out there and wait till 19, 20, start dating, you're not educated on it, and you're going to do something crazy like somebody pregnant. But I think you ought to wait till about 15. That way, they can, kids can be dropped off, meet up, have a little fun, parents pick them up, bring them back home, keep educating them about safe sex, and not going out there doing anything crazy. Um, I agree and I disagree, but I agree as a mother, as a, for a little girl, I told her she has to date when she's uh, in high school. She has to have all her grades, all her credits, and then we'll talk about dating because these little boys is not trying to date her. They're just trying to get in her pants and tell the next girl that she looks good and then this little girl. And no, I agree. Let them wait. They're not ready. They're not responsible. They're not mature. Let these kids wait. Sex can wait. It's not worth Sex can wait. All right, Jasmine, you were reading something very interesting. What does it say? Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they're calling it a failure to launch, that young people are just having at least 40% less sex than they were because for a lot of reasons, they're just really not into it. They, they called it something like a slower uh, mode of, of growing up, and they're just not really into it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. No why. wonder there's so many serial killers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that yeah. could be true. Or you can see it on TikTok. So uh, what's the rush? Yeah. yeah, they must not be doing it right. Yeah. Well, TikTok uh-huh. equals that. I know yeah. that's for sure. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Another nugget from the DL Hughes here. Wow. <laughs> All right, we got uh, today's Millennial Minute. It is the DL Hughley Show. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. M-I-L-L-E-N-N-I-A-L Time for the Millennial It's time for our Millennial Minute with the one and only DJ Luce. Samia. And he's back, but not in the way that some of us may want him. Andre 3000 is oh, yeah. uh, releasing a surprise album on Friday, I believe, on the 17th. Um, it's not what we, you know, may want it to be. It's not a rap album. He did say he did try and uh, make a rap album, but, you know, an instrumental and beat album just came just came out of him instead uh, so it'll be like full of him playing no lyrics oh. I don't know I mean there might be some hidden no gems bars. who knows oh. no so bars Andre 2009 2999 no none of that he did say he was like I really wanted to make a rap album but like it just wouldn't it just wouldn't come out so we'll see what it what's about whatever I know he, he does it's gonna it. be dope I'm sure uh, yeah I know he played it for um, I believe 
Tyler, the creator, and Frank Ocean already. Um, and they, you know, said it was amazing. I think it's 87 minutes worth of his, you know, his creation. Great. So I'm now I'm going to feel like I'm in a hotel with, I'm an elevator with outcasts. <laughs> I mean, I'm excited. Anything to get him, you know, out of, in his groove or, you know, to give us something at least. Because he only, like, he'll slide in on somebody's feature and then go back and hide. So it's just like... Anything, I'll take anything because he's he's my goat for yeah. sure. Andre 3000 Elevator. In your millennial Come minute with Isamia. <laughs> Coming up, we're going to be talking to super musician Robert Glass. It is the DL Hughley Show. It is uh, the DL Hughley Show, your indictment, indictment update. update. Um, so, uh, Jasmine, I understand that this weekend you went to an adoption fair, is it? <laughs> Was they having adopted kids on the, in the display case? I mean, where'd you go? You did something for... Wait a minute, what? Didn't you go to USC for an adoption fair? Absolutely not. What? I went to USC for something called Own It, which had nothing to do <laughs> to do with oh, adoption. Oh, I'm sorry, you're always trying that to peddle adoption That was something else kids. that I did called Hope in a Suitcase, where we are actually helping foster kids. Oh, right? okay, okay. Yes, because this is, you know... Hope in a Suitcase. Now, November is, that, is National is that, Adoption that, Awareness Month. I think you're just getting all of no, my conversation no, with you. No, it's Men's Health. Health Awareness Month. It is also National Adoption. Well, they can't Awareness split our month with somebody they else. Split every month with everything. That's not right. So this uh, kid in the suitcase. Um, it's hope in a suitcase. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there are no kids in the suitcase. <laughs> it you, better not be. What is it, Peterson? <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. That's, <laughs> That's trafficking. Um, <laughs> you know what? That is trafficking. But I'm glad you brought that up because I do want to put this out there. That remember how I did the Amazon storefront for foster kids? Well, you sold the kids yeah. in, in, like, I didn't sell children. Okay. <laughs> but what I am going to be doing is doing the same thing, but for Christmas. So I'm going to be asking people to visit my Amazon storefront to purchase toys and things like that for children for Christmas who are in the foster care That's system. That's very sweet. Yeah. My mother used to get foster kids around this that's, time. That's not the same story. Don't put these together because it's going to be bad. She did. My mother did. She used to get them. Mm-hmm. And then they would stay till February. Yeah. And make Christmas good for you guys. They would, like, what's, 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 what's people going to call me? Well, I call you temporary, but my brother calls you bike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's so terrible, DL. My brother calls you rock and <laughs> You should not be proud of that story. My brother calls you electronic football yeah. game. Hey, Kaliko. Men that don't move the boards just shoot. Be proud. Yeah, I'm not proud of that. <laughs> it's you just tell true. it all the time. Like, you let me tell you the no, story. It's, it's the holiday season. I have to tell that story. <laughs> <laughs> so wrong. But visit my social media site at yeah. I am Jasmine Sanders. So you make can sure you got the link. right site now. No, it's at I am Jasmine okay. Sanders. Okay. Right. And there will be the, the information for the Amazon storefront. Okay. For the children, for All Christmas. Right. For the children. <laughs> Not like your mama did. Okay. It's the real thing. Yeah. Okay? You know what? That was sweet. Don't, was don't, I'm traumatized from that. <laughs> you ain't traumatized. <laughs> Coming up this hour, we're going to be talking to super musician Robert Glasper. We have the Hugh Glassa Home Mix. Plus, we're going to be giving a deserving someone the Shoe Booty of the Week Award. It is the D.L. Hughley Show. All right, joining us on the uh, show is uh, is an uh, 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 artist that uh, I like, but my daughter's crazy about. She's crazy about. Please uh, give it up for Robert Glasper. How you doing, young man? What's up, what's up, what's up? How are you? How are you? Before I get this whole thing started, who the hell is Robert Glasper? I just, <laughs> <laughs> and where did I get one of those T-shirts? <laughs> I'm going to say y'all some of hey, yeah, I, I need a T-shirt. I need man, a T-shirt. Man, you... <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I just um, here's the thing that I find so interesting. Um, it, it's very hard for different genres, you know, people to 
cross you, to cross into other genres where people right. are, are just kind of digging what you're doing. And you've managed it like my 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 um youngest daughter is not a she's a DJ but she's not a jazz lover. She's not you know right. I mean right. But now she but she digs you a lot and I dig you a lot because naturally I oh, would. But how do you think it is to navigate that space where all of a sudden you can be in all these different worlds? It's great. I think it also has to do with, you know, the the, the internet also helps. You know what I mean? Um, being able to show things quickly and, and show and, and be a part of these different worlds and show people, hey, I'm actually a part of the world. I think what worked for me crossing over in these genres is that I was literally in the world of those genres. I didn't just pop up and randomly do an R&B album out of the blues. You know what I mean? I've right. spent time playing and recording with, you know, with, with I've spent five years of Maxwell on the road. You know what I mean? Right. I've spent, you know, years of Bilal with Lettuce and Layla Hathaway and Erica and Jill in that world. I've spent years and years with, with Q-Tip and, and, and Common and Jay Dilla and Mosef and Talib in the hip-hop world. The jazz All right. World, All right. Let's know? take it. I'm not hiring. I just wanted to ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> Stop bragging Jesus Christ We'll never ask Who Robert Glasser is again On this show I bet you that This dude And another thing <laughs> Man the, Well thanks for taking up All the time We had to talk to you So <laughs> Great resume You know a Great resume with, with, with Next we got You should do an Indeed commercial All oh, uh, <laughs> You know um, So yeah you, you do have the pedigree To do it But I do think that one of the things you do is that there is a there is not a lot of people who are who can really are really talented musically there are not a lot of people who, who, who are like that anymore and I think it's almost like not knowing something and, and trying to describe a sound until you hear it and I think that you're, you're right. so talented that people go wow what is that I'm hearing talent <laughs> it's not a machine right, right. someone who knows what he's doing yeah right there that. it is as, as evidenced by the long ass resume he just gave us uh-uh. <laughs> It's, it's going to be bad. I'm Robert Glasser. I have 12 <laughs> nominations and five Grammys. <laughs> Don't be disrespectful. Go ahead and brag on. Robert Glasser, with all the people he's worked Let's with, Chris it. Brown, you're not welcome. Tell her that. How about that? <laughs> you know all right, my dude. Take care, man. Be well. Thank you so much. Thank you. For sure. Coming up, we got the Hugliasa Home Mix Plus. In about 20 minutes, we're going to give it deserving someone the Shoe Booty of the Week Award. It is the DL Hugley Show. It is now time to give it deserving someone the Shoe Booty of the Week Award. And now, it's time for the Shoe Booty of the Week Award. All right, all right, all right. Daniel Cameron is an American attorney and politician who served as the Attorney General of Kentucky since 2019. Member of the Republican Party, Cameron was the first African American and the first Republican since 1943 to be elected to office. You know, I think we all learned something today. He was the Republican nominee in the 2023 Kentucky gubernatorial election. Yeah! Losing to incumbent Andy Brashear. He's a total disgrace. So, why is Daniel Cameron this week's recipient of the Shoe Booty of the Week Award? I wonder. Why, 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 why? Dumb Dan. 
Danny gets the shoe booty because he lost the race with his race. The kid is a L7 weenie. Yes, Dandy Dan should have been a beacon of hope for Kentucky, one of the poorest and racist states in the country. As the first black attorney general in the state, he had a chance to make a change. The only thing he changes was making Kentucky a blue state instead of its traditional red. You blew it! Someone should get him some salt because as attorney general, he twisted himself into a pretzel, refusing to charge the officers who murdered Breonna Taylor. Say her name. This guy... This is not my kind of guy. He did this at the height of the Black Lives Matter movement. This is where he should have been the beacon of hope. But he turned out to be a nightlight to hide police injustice. Well, that comes as no big surprise to me, sir. As a Republican, he embraced Agent Orange because he thought he had his support for his run as governor. Where we had an African-American guy who was a fan of mine. You know what I'm... Oh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. Trump's support was like a bad bra because his votes were sagging. <laughs> no, 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 no. The only good thing this brother did was made brothers show up and vote for the other guy. And that's why the Shoe Booty of the Week award goes to... Daniel Cameron. Now here's a swift kick in the ass. What you need to know with the Sybil Wilkes is right here on the D.L. Hughley Show. Now it's time for a word from my sponsor, What You Need to Know, with Sybil Wilkes on the D.L. Hughley Show. It's Sybil Wilkes with What You Need to Know. A stopgap funding bill has been passed in the House just days before a deadline that would have shut down the federal government. Tuesday, the House voted in favor of the Republican plan. The bill now heads to the Senate, where Democratic Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said he would pass it as soon as possible. A wrongful death lawsuit has been filed following the death of a black adult autistic man living in a care assist group home. The entire thing was caught on video showing three black employees laying on top of the autistic man for more than four minutes before he suffocated and died. All three are awaiting trial on manslaughter charges. A federal campaign fundraiser for Congressman George Santos is pleading guilty to wire fraud charges. Sam Meal appeared before a federal judge in New York City Tuesday where he pleaded guilty to one count of wire fraud in a scheme to raise funds while impersonating a congressional aide. He's scheduled to be sentenced April 30th. I'm Sybil Wilkes. Be informed. Be empowered. It is the uh, D.L. Hughley Show. Your indictment indictment update. update. If you are... uh, if you are going to be in uh, uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, I'm going to be there this Friday, excuse me, this Saturday and Sunday, two Saturday, two Sunday. Um, come check me out the Liberty City Improv. I'm usually at the same, well, you know, I've been moving around a lot, so I'll be there. Um, a lot of interesting doing. Tim Scott, I'm going to talk about that tomorrow. He is, uh, he, of course, his candidacy is suspended. They don't, why don't they just go on and say I quit? Because I think it sounds better when you say he you was know. never going to win president. <laughs> well, he thinks he was. He, he thinks he's going to come back and do it again with a better he, time. He never. He's an unremarkable man. Or vice president, right? He, I read he, uh, that somewhere. You know how you can tell Tim Scott's an unremarkable man because a woman, because uh, Nikki Haley appointed him to senator. <laughs> you know, and they would never give a black man they couldn't trust a job like that. Mm. They wouldn't. Mm-hmm. The voters would would have never uh, picked Tim Scott out of all the people. 
He had to be given special def- uh, a special deference. He's an unremarkable man, and he is the epitome of what they like. They would have he, he could have never they, obedient. Yeah, he 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 likes his head padded. So what what is the constituency uh, constituency for a dark milk toast? What is the Uh-oh. what do you get? <laughs> he's an unremarkable man. Like uh, first off, Trump is going to win anyway, but he was the opposite of Trump. I don't know what he's ever done that was noteworthy. Hmm. He hasn't even done enough to lie about the things he did. Like Trump is a is a loser, obviously, and a liar. But you know, and 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 he'll be finished with. I mean, all of his lie to lay bare. But at least people believe it. Who is Tim Scott's? I just the only thing I want to know is the girl he made up and paid to be his girlfriend. Does she still get the bonus? <laughs> I bet she does because she she showed up like for TV right. appearances and pictures. So to me, that's worth something. Well, one time though. Oh, well, One time. Yeah. I wonder did him and Melania came from the same agency. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps. Perhaps. Unremarkable man. Unremarkable. And, and they they have a they attended I would say outside of, of like um Condoleezza Rice and uh Colin Powell, they have a tendency to pick unremarkable black people. And Colin Powell stopped messing with them. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is a bridge too far. I can't yeah, that's yeah. Like, yeah, he so sure did. So I, you, like and you, they're all the same kind of people. Yeah, Condoleezza bailed Herman, out on them too. Right? You know, yes, she, she did. Yeah. Well, I don't know. She stayed with yeah, Trump. Say, to the end. She, yeah. yeah, I was gonna say she, I don't she, think she no, did. no, no. She know where her bread is butter. Mm-hmm. But a bright woman, Tim Scott. He's unremarkable. Mm-hmm. When has he ever said anything to challenge convention ever? And so that is what you get when you run for president. I just wonder who his constituents would be. Um, but I'll talk about that tomorrow. So yesterday we learned about unhappily married wives, but there are some unhappy husbands too. Jasmine, give us five signs. Your husband is unhappily married by Brittany, Brittany Wong. I don't know how somebody named Wong would know something white. So, right. <laughs> she knows two things right. <laughs> uh, number five, he rarely kisses you. Back yeah, up. That's a problem. Yeah, that's Back them lips up. That's a problem. Yeah. Don't bring them near me. Number four of the top five signs your husband is unhappily married. He uh, has assets that you don't know about. That's not unhappily married. Mm. No. I won't go what it is. No, no. that's just. Depends uh, on what the asset is. That you don't know about? Can I we mean, say that? Yeah. Yeah. That means I mean, you're keeping them a secret. That means it's, ex- it's expensive, too. Uh, I, I, I'll, I'll defer to you. After the number three of the top five signs your husband is unhappily married. He spends a lot of time with his family without you. No. Maybe his family don't like you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That could be it, too. That, uh, yeah, well, that won't be it. I mean, he's trying to keep the peace. Right. I guess. Yeah, go see my mama. She's going to come visit us. <laughs> Number two at the top. Five signs your husband is unhappily married. He feels like he's being punished for all the things he did in the past. I don't even know. Yeah, why are you bringing up old stuff? Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, Ooh, old geez, things let it go. You said yeah, it. Okay. Well, you forgive. You don't have yeah. to forget, right? Well, yeah, I don't know if that. I don't know. I mean, I'm just know. saying. I mean, I, mean, I, mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'll let you finish this. And the number one of the top five times your, your husband. You wrote it. This ain't my boat. It's, it's Brittany Wong's boat. Uh, wow. And the number one of the top five signs your husband's. Say that. Unhappily <laughs> <laughs> married. He complains about nagging. Well, everybody no, does everybody that. complains everybody about nagging. That's not. That's yeah. right. That's not. That's a man or a woman. That's so the stop same all thing. the snagging around here. Yeah. It is uh, the D.L. Hughley show that will do it for us, ladies and gentlemen. We certainly thank you for tuning in uh, uh, to the show. We appreciate it. Uh, remember that if you are in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, I'm going to be there uh, this Saturday and Sunday at the Liberty Township uh, uh, Improv. Um, Cincinnati and Kentucky, Kentucky are right next to each other. Yeah. Uh, um, Jasmine Sanders, what did you learn today? Uh, I see Kim Kardashian was announced as one of GQ's Men of the Year. She's actually on the cover of the magazine as Man of the Year. 
Gone what? Zero. Man of the Year? Yep. Well, I guess uh, I mean, if Caitlyn Jenner can win Woman of the Year, I mean, she yeah. can win Man yeah. of the Year. But apparently, they say it's because she started this Skims for Men. Yeah, because you know Skims for Women. Obviously, we all know about that. Why, but now she has a line for why, for Men. So now she's on the cover of GQ. Hey man, you know she's just be a remarkable businesswoman who's they done said, something. You don't have to call her the Man of the Year. That's some. Bull. They've named her the Tycoon of the Year. That's okay. fine. Tycoon is not a Man right. of the Year. Well, it's still the Man of the Year. Issue, so they and she's her on the coon? cover. No, they didn't yeah. call her a coon. Oh, but I, it, what's interesting is it's the first cover she's been on where her clothes is on, so that's great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can look at it that way. <laughs> we're going back and re- re- reversing things, right? Uh, uh, skip my man Cheetah. What'd you learn today? Did you see Draymond Green choke out that seven foot? I think that that's crazy, man. I think Draymond, I, 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 how much, how much, uh, how uh, he's going to get, Suspended. he's got to lose several games for several games, yeah. So, that, yeah, because he's you always see Stephen A. Smith now, Stephen A. Smith talking about that um, Dion should take the Texas A&M job? Yeah, I heard. He's not the only one that said that. But, yeah. Okay, you ain't going to be 4-6 and six and get Texas A&M. You're not. No, they've, no, no, they've had not. some uh, people in there. That, the problem is he's 4-6 because he, he hasn't had a recruiting class okay. yet. But, yeah. I, I, I t- well, I'll tell you what. Oregon didn't have a recruiting class. That He, he left. He got a... He's And he's, what, he's never six in the country? Yeah. So you, I mean, you're not gonna. No, I'm talking and, and, about uh, when, when, your, when your offensive lineman weigh a hundred. What, what I tell pounds. you is this: <laughs> Deion's gonna be a great coach, but they're not gonna hire you for four and six. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that they're not gonna do: you never have to worry about recruiting in Texas. Never, never. never. That's you, what I'm saying. Never. Huh? So the, the, the thing that he gives them <laughs> is the thing that they have already, which is they got they got a great recruiting pool. Texas A&M had a great class, and you can have all the great athletes you want. You still got to exhibit the ability to. Put them together and put a system in that works, yeah, and so he, it's a little. <laughs> say what? And, gym, and, and even and 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 after mm-hmm. they paid a white dude seventy, eighty million dollars to go away, to, to go, go away, away. they not <laughs> the next one. Boy, gonna be there for a while, Jack. I'm telling you that seventy. <laughs> And Jimbo Fisher was the one. I mean, he won a lot of games. Yeah. I mean, not there. Not lately. <laughs> but, uh, not lately. Not there. Lincoln Riley's looking. I'm telling you, Lincoln Riley's looking at Jimbo Fisher. Like, hey, I better get the. I better start doing something. Uh, on the next deal, Hughley Show, Kyle Hughley, aka Special K, is the latest high record producer, and we'll hear his latest project on Short Bus Records. Plus, the military man Jamal Kingsley returned to expose racism hidden in our everyday lives. It's the DL Hughley Show. We will definitely see you on the other side. Kyle, my favorite short bus operator. Pull that string. We got to go. Tap, tap. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. See you on the other side.